Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 10. Bring it. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he was only five feet tall his sophomore year of high school, Pat Flynn. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the 10th session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And yes, I was only five feet tall my sophomore year of high school. And all I'm going to say is that it was really, really easy to spot me on the marching band field. (laughs) Wow, memories. Okay, today I'm super stoked about my special guest. His name is Chris Guthrie of MakeMoneyOnTheInternet.com. That's his domain name, MakeMoneyOnTheInternet.com. Chris and I met up at Blog World. He's a super cool guy. We became really good friends, and he's doing some awesome stuff with niche sites, uh, which have been a kind of a big topic on my blog lately. Uh, but specifically, he's killing it with niche sites that promote products sold on Amazon.com. So he's an affiliate for the Amazon.com website. Uh, if you go to Amaz- if you look up Amazon Associates, that's what they call their affiliates. Uh, if you look that up in Google, you can become an affiliate for their for any of their stuff too. And I've talked about affiliate programs before in session three with Glenn Alsop, and we had talked about several places where you could become an affiliate for different products like ClickBank at ClickBank.com or Commission Junction at CJ.com, and of course Amazon. And to be honest with you, Amazon was my least favorite of them all, mostly because the commission rates are severely, severely low, ranging from 4 to 8% per sale. Whereas a normal rate for products on ClickBank, for example, range between 50 to 75% commission per sale. So for a $20 product from ClickBank, I could be making $10, whereas a $20 product uh, at 8% on Amazon.com would make me $1.60. So there's a huge difference there. Now, this is this is how I really, you know, how Chris got on my radar and how I knew he was really doing something special because he's actually making really, really good money from being an, uh, an affiliate for products sold on Amazon. Just last year, he sold $938,913.43 in products. That's almost a million dollars in product sales, which profited him a cool $64,311.13. He's really got a good system going. That's why I wanted him on the show today to share more about what he does. And he's also got a super fantastic 
inspiring story as far as how he came into this business. And it's all because of a video game that, you know, many of the younger folk out there, I'm sure you know, it's called Halo for Xbox. But I'm going to let Chris tell you more about that. So, Chris, uh, dude, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Give me a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I know your story, and it's totally awesome, and I'm, I'm I'm really excited for everyone to listen to it. So, can you give us kind of a a rundown of how you got started with online marketing and how it all happened? Yeah, yeah. So, I've been um, making money online in some sort of capacity for the, about the past five years or so, but it wasn't until uh, about early 2009 when everything started to kind of fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I basically used to play Halo semi-professionally, and I made a video um, from a video editing class in college, put it online, and then I started getting these friend requests from all these people that were um, saying, hey, I saw your video on this website. And basically, I got the idea. I was like, well, if I can make this sweet video that everyone sees, then maybe I can make another sweet video and then use that to launch a forum. So I did that. And uh, the forum, um, which is still uh, there, but it's kind of dead now, it's gamingvids.com with a Z. Mm -hmm. So as you can tell, it's a huge mistake for a beginning (laughs) person. You never want to do something that isn't easily pronounceable. Right. Um, But that, you know, worked pretty well. And I used it to uh, build a forum that was getting about 500,000 page views a month. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so on the flip side, though, it's kind of, crap traffic though because it was only ever making about $500 a month from AdSense because you know with the video game forum it's like what do you really have to sell to someone if the video game forum is, a, is, is there specifically to talk about one game that everyone's already purchased hmm. on a console that everyone already owns so it's right. <laughs> you know that's kind of when you know I was doing these types of forums and I thought okay I need to try and do things where there's something easy for me to sell and uh, then that's when I started doing like product type review sites and product info sites. And then I started using Amazon a lot. So, Okay, so you started, you basically started because you were a video gaming expert, Halo, which is a game that I love, but I'm terrible at. So, <laughs> so you, you are like, it's, your, your tagline is what, like the Halo God, right? Yeah, yeah, that's For my gamer tag. Your I gamer think. tag, that's right. Yeah. So you're uh, the Halo God and you create this video. And I've seen the video, and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's just you killing just, people just in totally <laughs> yeah. crazy ways, and and I can see why it went viral. So you you saw that as an opportunity to you saw that as a way to just reach a whole massive amounts of people, and then create this forum, which is uh, kind of where you started implementing AdSense, and 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 that's kind of how you got started with actually making money from like internet marketing, uh, an internet marketing standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like a few years, a few years before that, I had seen like because I was a gamer and had always been kind of reading game websites, and I saw someone had AdSense on their site, and I was like, "How much money did you make from those ads?" And he told me like two bucks a day or something, and I was like, "Whoa, two dollars a day just yeah. for a website <laughs> just sitting there?" And so at the time, I was like, "That's just insane." And so that's kind of why I kind of got that. I first heard that you could even make money online, and and. Uh, you know, before that, you know, I knew that they were making money, but I didn't know how it was. So yeah, uh, we we have a very similar story. I mean, I know you're a gamer, and I'm I got into this whole internet marketing thing through the lead exam. But I mean, we both kind of accidentally fell into it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you were even uh, I, I'm reading the um, bio on your blog at MakeMoneyOnTheInternet.com. You were laid off 
from your job or you, or you got fired or you just I got, left I your got job? Fired. I got fired. I, I actually wrote a blog post a few weeks ago that was celebrating my one year fireversary. <laughs> fireversary. <laughs> yeah, because that actually occurred when, when I was at Blog World um, hanging out with you and other people. <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, I, no, I hope I, I didn't. Uh, I hope I wasn't the cause of that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I got fired. You know, it was. In 2009, in October. Oh, okay. But you wrote yeah, the yeah. blog post, or yeah, you, you published yeah. that blog post while we were at Blog World Expo. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I used to be doing, you know, I was in inside sales. Long story short, um, I've been there for about two years, and you know, my income was already kind of passing my day job income on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I was using that money to like pay for domain names or go to events. Like I went to Shumanese Elite Retreat, and that. And that uh, month as well. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after I got back from this, you know, $5,000 conference, I got fired. So I was like, okay, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so, I mean, I remember reading, you said you were pretty upset at first, um, but now it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was upset because I was actually pretty good at my job. I think it's just that, you know, when you're in a sales job, they kind of want you to work even more than just the 40 hours a week. But, you know, I'd get home mm-hmm. and I'd work my butt off on my on my business, like on the side to try and, you know, build up, you know, a side income. Uh, and so when I would have like my coworker, uh, and I won't say the company or his name or anything like that, but I think he basically kind of got rid of me because he uh, wanted someone that would work like 60 hours a week, even though it's a salary job for the extra $300 a month or something I would have gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... So how many hours a week would you say you work now? Uh, less than 40 for sure, but it just depends on what I'm doing. Like I did a – so I mean I'm kind of expanding all these things that I've learned about making money online to just other niches because you know, I, I have that blog where I talk about like my business, but most of my money is made you know, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like I did like a Halo training course that I launched a little while ago because I figured I'm good at Halo and see if I can make a product on that because yeah. you know, they have – guides for starcraft and all that and so you know when i do stuff like that you know i end up working uh longer hours you know maybe 10 to 12 hour days but um but then you end up but but then you have to end up getting to a point where you're not trading your hours for dollars anymore yeah you've already yeah. set those things up and and during like uh the last christmas season uh 2009 mm. uh call of duty came out so i was playing that way too much <laughs> <laughs> A lot of what comes down to is I'm a huge gamer, and so sometimes if there's like a new game that comes out, I don't really work that much that week. So mm. when Halo Reach came out last a little while ago, I stopped working for about at least four days and just played Halo. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, I think Call of Duty was at Black Ops is coming out soon, right? So yeah, so I'm probably gonna disappear again. <laughs> it's actually tomorrow. So <laughs> okay, nice. Well, I'll see you uh, next year then. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so, so when you do take these breaks, you are still making money because you have all these niche sites and, and stuff set up on the side. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's get into that. We, we know you have a blog at makemoneyontheinternet.com, which is a pretty sweet domain, but uh, that's not your primary income or income source, like you said. How how is it that you're making the bulk of your money online? Yeah, the bulk right now is from Amazon's affiliate program. Uh, I do probably. I have to look again to see, but I think I've done close to a million in sales, which translates to about um, sixty-five a year. So, uh, yeah, million dollars a year. Yeah, from Amazon. So, yeah. Wow. And 
so the million in sales is from just like the past 12 months or so. I think it's like 950 or something. I've, I had to look at it, at it again, but um, yeah, bulk of the money I make is from Amazon. And then those types of sites, I also monetize with AdSense mm-hmm. uh, and then eBay Partner Network's another one. Why did you, uh, why did you choose to go for, you know, for Amazon.com products specifically? Well, it's, so I was doing just different types of product review type sites and just little niche, like here's this obscure product. I'm going to build a site and then rank it, you know, with, in Google. And I thought, okay, I mean, everyone knows Amazon. So I know that, you know, I could go through like share sale or some other type of site and maybe get, um, a different commission rate, but I just figured, you know, everyone knows Amazon. So they, they see the Amazon link and they they trust it so much that they'll click through. And, and then that's the other part of the beauty too, is that if you have like a bunch of different sites and you have, you know, people going to them all the time, you've got that 24 hour time period mm-hmm. after someone clicks through that you get, you know, money on anything that they buy. So like last Christmas I had someone buy like a five or $6,000 watch and I got like 500 bucks from, from just that one item that I don't even, I don't even have a watch site. So Wow. Stuff okay. Like is- so they're linking. But so okay, people out there uh, who are kind of unfamiliar with this process. So what it is, it's it's the Amazon Associate Program, which is their affiliate program, and you can sign up, and then it allows you to be able to become an affiliate for any of their products to sell those products off of your websites or email lists or whatever. And if people go through those specific links that Amazon gives you, you get a commission, um, and the commission is usually fairly small, from a five to eight percent range i think is that is that right yeah it's uh it's from one to six items it's four percent and then after that it jumps up to six percent at seven to thirty and then the top tier is eight and a half percent if you sell over three thousand one hundred and thirty one items wow okay so so the more you sell the more you're gonna make uh exactly uh, okay so um uh you know the the commissions for things like clickbank or or you know, other affiliate type programs are, are much, much higher, like 50%, 75%. But but because Amazon.com is something that everybody knows and there's kind of, you know, an unlimited amount of different products that you could sell, plus because they have a, such a good upsell program, which you also get commissions on any other products that people buy, not just the ones that they go through your link for. Um, so you, you are seeing good commissions coming from this, uh, from this um, kind of process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... So some, I mean, I, you know, I tell people like sales figures, they're like, well, if you were selling something that, you know, has a 50% commission rate, then you'd be making like half a million a year from just that method. But it's like, it's so much easier to convince someone to click through a link or to buy something from Amazon than it is to convince them to buy some sort of a dating course, like showing them how to pick up chicks or something like that. I'm trying to think of a ClickBank product that's, (laughs) they're all over, but, um, and so that's why it was just, you know, and the other thing too, is it's just about building sites that, you know, really fit that focus. So if it's a product review site, you know, one of the best places you can link to is, you know, Amazon just because there's so many products that you can link to. Mm-hmm. And there's also really good third-party plugins that you can use as well. Okay, so can you can you kind of walk us through your process? Like where, where do you start? Do you start with uh, finding keywords and then finding an Amazon product to sell? Or do you start with looking on Amazon and then doing keyword research? Like I'd, I'm still kind of in the dark of exactly how you you know, figure out what products to promote and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I do, um, keyword research is the first thing I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I'll do to get some ideas for the keywords, though, is if you just go to amazon.com slash bestsellers, maybe it's bestseller, one of the two, um, it will show you every single product 
in every major category and what's the best selling product. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of tell everything that's kind of trending. And then what you could do is if you could see one product that's, you know, selling really well, you could build out a, um, a website that was targeting that kind of a niche. And then, you know, obviously with the cured research, then you can, you get into analyzing the competition. And, um, the other thing too, is I always like to try and look for like exact match domain names for the keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's, you know, say you're targeting baseball bats, uh, and you wanted to go after like baseball bat reviews and baseball bat would be the best domain name, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I like to do as well. So you find that if you have the exact match domain, you'll, it's that much, it's worth that much more to, in Google's eyes. You'll get ranked a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, one of the examples I like to point to is just like, if you just go to, if you just search credit cards in Google, you'll see creditcards.com is the top ranking site. Mm-hmm. And then visa.com is like the second. Um, and creditcards.com, I believe has like less than a hundred thousand links, but visa.com has over 2 million and they're actually a company that provides a credit card. Right. So it's like, is creditcard.com yeah, like a credit card, like review type site? Yeah, like they just have it's just like a lead generation site and I'm sure it makes uh millions a year yeah. for the for that keyword and then also people just typing in that as well. Just the other thing too is that you get some direct traffic with um exact match domain names, but I feel like as people grow older, uh, less and less people will just go to their browser URL or their browser bar and type in what they're looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's something that maybe the older audience tends to do. Um yeah, I, here's another question. Um, as far as exact match domain names for products, do you specifically stick uh, specifically stick to kind of a niche type domain name like baseball bats, like you're saying, or do you actually can you actually get a brand name domain name? And is there is there copyright or kind of trademark infringement issues that you have to worry about? Like if I wanted to get like uh, RawlingsBaseballBats.com or something like that. Yeah, so I mean that's one of those things where it's it's kind of like you have to see what the company's done before. So I mean, uh, a good example would be like Blizzard, the company. Again, it's a gamer coming out of me, but they're the people that make you know World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft right? and, yeah, exactly, all those games. And so they don't really even care um, if people you know, are using their type of a product in their domain name. That's true. I've uh, seen like WorldOfWarcraftGuy.com or like other things like that. So exactly that obviously aren't from Blizzard. So. Yeah, and it's one of those things too where it's just kind of a gamble. You know, everything that you know you're doing online, at least what I'm doing online, is is a lot. Of, is, there's a lot of different factors that kind of come into play in terms of how I make money with Google's ranking algorithm and all that. And so I have to always monitor those things. And then if I find out a company doesn't like the fact that I own a domain name that they have, and I got to figure out if I need to sell it or just give it to them to I, so I can avoid a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had to do that before. Uh, but it's something that when you're doing, when you're picking out those niches, you do kind of want to just do some research to see. Um, generally, though, I mean, most people, uh, you know, unless you're making like a ton of money online, they're not really going to go after you. Uh, at least that's my opinion. They're not really going to bother that much, other than send you like a cease and desist letter. Right, and and, and I have experience with that because when I first created Green Exam Academy, it wasn't actually named Green Exam Academy. It was called InTheLead.com. Uh, oh yeah, and then you know, I, again, I created this site just for me, so I really had no intention of ever anyone ever finding it. But then it kind of took off, and then I, I guess they found out, and they sent me a cease and desist letter, uh, saying that you know that was trademark infringement. And uh, you know, I, I'm just telling the story to be honest. And 
Um, I did try to fight it because I was actually helping their company out. I was helping people understand their exam and helping them take the test, which costs money, which they get in their bank. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know why they fought it so hard. So then I just gave up because it wasn't worth the money anymore because all the lawyer expenses and stuff. It's it's just crazy. Oh, okay. It's just crazy uh, how much is involved. And and then I see other other companies out there uh, for other different tests who have. Uh, you know, the trademark in their domain and they're not a part of that company and they're doing fine. So like you said, it's kind of a gamble. And if you can, I would recommend staying away from it just so you don't have to deal with that. But if, if there is kind of other websites out there that have it already, that might be good precedence to, to, to actually figure that it's going to be okay. And again, the worst thing that could happen is, you know, I mean, the first steps that other companies will usually take will be a cease and desist letter, in which case you can just change the domain domain name like I did and do a, a redirect or um, just move on to something else. And if you're doing these little niche sites for specific products, it's not that big of a deal. Obviously, you don't want to create one single business uh, that has a trademark in the domain name like I had. And, uh, you know, if, if for some reason that, you know, ended up in a lawsuit or something, you know, I would have been screwed. So um, that's that's why I'm diversifying now, looking into niche sites, creating a whole bunch of different ones. And uh yeah, so I think I think that's some that's some uh, good advice. So as far as you know, how the your Amazon.com product niche sites, how many would you say that you have like right now? I have a couple dozen, and actually, lots of the stuff I've kind of learned is what it takes to rank a site. You know, if you're going for an authority style, or if you're going for like a, a niche smaller mini site, and so like with authority style sites, I you know I'm doing a lot more writing. And then also doing, you know, going for after a really good domain name mm -hmm. with with a lot larger search volume. Um, that's kind of what I how I decide how much effort I'm going to put into it. Is if it's you know say the search volume is like under 500 search searches for that exact phrase a day, then I generally just go with like a mini site and put up like you know five to ten articles and then start going you know building links through um, Web 2.0 uh, sites with a I'm trying to think of get some good examples here. I have a list, a whole list of them that I use, like, but like Squidoo and Hub Pages and yeah, a little bit, of, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's that method I found for building links still works, and um, but yeah, then it's it's kind of like a decision as to it's kind of like just deciding how much potential money there is, and if you look at the search volume and then you know what it would what traffic you'd be getting if you took over the number one position. And just kind of doing some calculations by looking at you know how how expensive is the product that you're selling, uh, again how many people are searching for it, and then what would that translate to in dollars? And mm -hmm. if you can do that ahead of time, then you can kind of figure out you know which strategy you should use. So, like okay. uh, as an example, this one isn't specifically um, product. Or this is more of like an authority style example. I'm building a blog with my friend who's a professional photographer, mm -hmm. and that one's photographytips.net. And so we're going after obviously the keyword photography tips. Right. And so then, you know, with that, we'll do, you know, if there's any type of camera type stuff, um, we'll do that. But that's just an example of kind of using exact match domains and then to deciding, you know, if it should be authority or mini. Okay. So an authority site is more something that has to be constantly updated, but it has a lot more potential for traffic and income. Exactly. Uh, and then like a, a uh, what would you call it? Like a, little, uh, like a mini site. A mini site. Um, thank you. Uh, is more of a, you just kind of. Right, just a few articles, put it up there, set it and forget it while you build backlinks. And, and the income that you could receive is potentially less, but obviously it's a lot less work involved. 
Yeah, like I have a couple sites that just sit there and make, you know, a few hundred bucks a month, mm-hmm. have five articles, and I haven't even touched them in the past six months. So, and that's kind of more, I'm building out more of those lately. And then also at the same time, still trying to do authority. So it's kind of like a mix because I kind of try, I prefer to always hedge my risk. Um, when I'm doing, you know, just authority, there's a lot less likelihood that a Google algorithm change would affect me. But if a mini site, you know, that always can be affected. Right. Um, because you never know what they're doing, looking and seeing what is quality and what is not. Right, right, right. Okay, so, so what are, can you give us a few tips as far as someone who uh, wants to get started with promoting um, products from Amazon.com? Yeah, so I think the main thing is that uh, if you're doing, so when you're picking the products, you're looking at the price of the product is key. Um, I do have some websites that promote products that are under $100. But uh, I just use those to get volume from the sales to increase the referral tier for the other products I'm selling that are higher. Mm, good tip. And then, and the way they do it too is it's retroactive. So once you get up to the next tier, they apply like that half percentage point to everything you've already sold. So by the end of the month, you know, if you're up to seven and a half percent, but you started at only four percent, you know, you're still going to get that seven and a half percent on everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some products, you know, you only can get like four percent. Like I know, like a laptop, they cap you at twenty five dollars. I think they did the same thing with the DSLR camera. Um, so that's other stuff you kind of want to look at when you you know sign up for an account. You can see all these different um, the rates they give you, and then different things. Um, tip wise, I was going to say the main thing I like to do with you know any type of site, whether it's an authority or a mini, is I link to products or the product that I'm talking about in the article mm-hmm. as many times as possible, like five times or more. And so I'd link maybe one time saying, okay, here's the product link. And then I'd say, it's, this is the price, say like a sentence about it. This is the price, another link, then put like a, an image of it and then use the image as a link. Again, mm-hmm. um, people, I've seen a lot of people that don't actually make the image an affiliate link. And during 2009, I actually did a lot of tracking testing to try and figure out which methods actually made the most money. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I know these things is that, um, and I found that linking just just simple text links inside an article was driving over half my profit. Uh, and then making just the actual product image clickable, that was about 15% of the okay. income. And then I'll also do like, uh, so then after, you know, I link in the image, say if it's something technical, I write a few of the product specs and then say, he, here's, here's a, click here to see the full list. So it's just, you know, giving like a teaser almost. Mm. And then, you know, the kind of the idea is that you want to get people just onto Amazon because then they can do what they do best, which is, you know, convert people into buyers. Right, right. And then they're, they're so good at upselling, you know, they can say, oh, you happen to be looking at these and they send an email and then you, you know. Yeah, so, no, that's, that's, those are good tips. Uh, do you ever deal with those like widgets that you can get from Amazon that kind of have, you know, I, I've, I've, sold books on other sites before from Amazon and they give you the option to use this kind of widget, which is like a box that has the pro- the book, a picture of the book, the price and uh, the amazon.com button, buy now button on it. Like does that, do those things work well or? So yeah, so actually that's why I did the tracking ideas because I wanted to just figure out, you know, what exactly makes money so I could just do more of that and then cut out whatever it doesn't. So mm-hmm. um, using like the widgets I found doesn't really work very well. I probably got less than 5% of my income from just the widgets, the banner ads, the Amazon A-Store. So if you like create a store page on your on your site and then use your Amazon A-Store thing, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't work very well uh, at all really. And so I, it's, it's, it sounds 
uh, sad, but I hope Amazon, some Amazon rep isn't listening right now, but it's like everything that they try and tell you to do to try and make money is like the worst way you could make money. That's so funny. <laughs> and it really just comes down to people are, people just trust links and content way more than they do like a banner ad. Even if it's a banner ad for Amazon, say for consumer electronics or something, people don't click those. They click the link in the article that says, here's this product and what it does. Here's another competing product for this price or see more information about this product on Amazon. They'll click that right. way more than anything else. And So those are good tips that you you don't even ha necessarily have to be promoting an Amazon.com product for. It yeah. could be pretty much a, any type of product, a ClickBank product or whatever. So text links or le links, uh, affiliate links within the body of your paragraphs are, are kind of what drives most of the traffic and most of the sales. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's the hu huge bulk. Um, and that's why I think that the, the idea that, you know, the Amazon A store is another thing I don't do. Um, I think it's just because people don't really want to look through, uh, like a list of all the products. They just want to see what the best one is and then a deal on it. You know, if you find the best product, like find the genuinely the best product and then use that on your site, mm. you know, you're helping them out and then also making some money as well. Um, and that stuff's easy to, to, to tell too, cause you can see on their, their product reviews and all that. And, um, you know, and then again, again, there's also you know, third-party WordPress plugins that you can use that help pull in information automatically for you as well. Mm -hmm. So you can write, you know, unique content and then, you know, pull in information as well. Okay. Do you, I have, sorry for all these follow-up questions. This is totally interesting to me. Um, as far as the niche sites that you create, you said you did a lot of review sites. So you, you would get a lot of, uh, you know, exact match domains with the word review at the end or something like that. Do you, yeah. do you ever find going different angles work for you too? Cause I've seen some products, not specifically for amazon.com products, but for other affiliate for, for other products, mainly ClickBank products that say like, you know, product name scam or, you know, like, Oh yeah. You know, the, like going, going that angle and, or, or, I haven't done as much with that, but I know if you could do like comparisons or you could do deals, mm. um, stuff like that, people generally will search for that primary keyword and then add, you know, reviews or deals or comparisons or sales or um, any other, other types of interchangeable words. Coupons or something. Exactly. They'll, they'll search for that. And so if you can, you know, if you can use like Google AdWords or Market Samurai to pull up that keyword information, then you can tell if there's enough being actually driven to those, you know, extended keywords that you could actually build a site on just that one little, little, little section. Okay, and there are people searching for the whatever product it is and the word review. You found? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing too is if you consider, um, people will search when they're searching for review. You know that they're looking to buy, and mm -hmm. so that's one of the, the main things that is important too. Is if you you know if they're just searching for the general information then they might just be there because they're just happen to be looking for more information about it or they're, right. you know, um, whereas a review it's, you know, they've gotten to the point where they're ready to buy something. They just need to see which is the best. Right. So the search volume can be even a little less in that case, but it might be even more powerful because those are targeted. Customers. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And, and the other thing too, is that, you know, generally the primary keywords, just like the actual say if it was baseball bat, just baseball bat or baseball bats, mm -hmm. that's going to be a keyword that's so difficult to rank for anyways that it wouldn't even be worth your time anyways. Right. So when you add these extra little like modifiers, I guess you could say, to the end of the keyword, then you can, you know, you can get a lot more um, targeted traffic that's 
you know, less volume, but you'll still probably make more money. Yeah. Oh no, that's interesting. I I definitely want to get into the market samurai right after we uh we hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, one last question, uh, which I like to ask all my guests, is this. Uh, what's working for you right now? Like, what is one thing that you're doing at this very moment that's working for you that our listeners can you know, take away and uh, implement for themselves right now? I think the biggest thing is that, um, you know, if you have an idea for something, you just need to really sit down and just do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that um, I know this kind of helped me back when I first got started was just trying to figure out exactly what was um, – I think it was just a matter of almost an information overload on every, there's so much information out there. I think it's just a matter of picking something that, you know, you're either passionate about, um, whether it's Halo in my case or just something else and then just doing something with it. Yeah. I mean, like if you didn't sit down and actually create that Halo video, you know, which obviously obviously takes a little bit of work, uh, you wouldn't have learned everything you did and, and gotten to this point. And the same with me, if I didn't, you know, take action and, and create the blog or take action and uh, write my first ebook, I wouldn't be where I am today either. So that's that's very, very, very sound advice. Just pick something and do it. Even if it doesn't work or it fails, that's okay because failure helps us learn. It helps us get one step closer to something that actually, you know, will work for you. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you, Chris. Congrats on all of your success. Very inspirational. And I'm definitely going to take a look at um, niche sites for Amazon.com products uh, now that we've chatted. So if people want to learn more about you and what you do, where would you recommend they go? Uh, I think the best place is just my blog, makemoneyontheinternet.com. And the other thing, too, I was going to say is that if anyone has any questions, I'm always happy to answer them. So I'll, I'll probably be in this. Uh, I'll be on, the, on your blog answering the questions that people have there as well. And then also if people want to email me, um, I give out tons of free advice pretty much. <laughs> yeah, me too. So cool, cool, man. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll we'll chat again soon, right? All right. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, sweet. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Chris from makemoneyontheinternet.com. Super cool guy, great friend of mine now who's really changing my mind about the business of becoming an affiliate for Amazon products for niche sites. And there were some great tips for us bloggers out there too for maximizing our revenue with the Amazon Associate Program. Now, Chris actually came out with a course on how to do what he's doing with Amazon, a course specifically for how to maximize your revenue with Amazon. Now, he's not really known for creating courses and selling info products about what he does. He's just like me. If you go to his blog, again, at makemoneyontheinternet.com, you'll see he reveals a ton of free information, uh, just like I do in my blog. But a lot of his longtime followers were practically begging him to create a step-by-step video course on exactly what he does, and that's what he did. And, you know, when doing this interview with him, he didn't even ask me about putting in a plug for his course or anything like that, which is really cool. I thought that was really nice of him uh, to to not really even mention it, uh, you know. uh, But he came to me afterwards and said, if any of you guys out there, if any of the Smart Passive Income community wanted to check out his course and were interested, uh, you know, it's obviously a premium course, a paid course, but he'd be willing to offer you guys only a discount just for us, which is really cool. So if you wanted to check that out, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash Amazon. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash Amazon. You'll be taken to a page that is just a video of him speaking about what the course is about. There's no hypey sales page or long sales letter or anything like that. It's just a video of him, and you get that $20 discount if you go through that link. Again, it's an affiliate link, um, so if you do end up purchasing, uh, I will get a commission off that. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash Amazon. So before I go, I have some uh, a few more things to talk about really quick. 
First one is a domain that you can go to to get a copy of eBooks the Smart Way, which is my eBook uh, about how to publish, automate, and market a killer eBook. And that domain is eBooksTheSmartWay.com. So check it out. Join my newsletter. Totally content-filled. I don't try to sell anything. Nothing in my autoresponder has to do with selling you any products. Check it out. Uh, another domain that you can go to is nichesitedual.com. This is a domain that I just bought specifically for the niche site duel that's going on on my blog right now to make it easy for you to get access to everyone's posts about their niche sites, the niche sites that they're building from scratch, and they reveal and how much profit they're making. Everything, again, that's nichesitedual.com. And last one is, you know, I'd love for you to come say hi to me if this is your first time listening. Come say hi to me on Facebook. You can go to patonfacebook.com. Again, that's patonfacebook.com. You'll be taken to my fan page. And uh, just say hi. I'd love to talk to you. So, again, thank you guys for listening. This is the 10th episode. I hope there's going to be a million more. And uh, thank you for all your support. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a good one. And I wish you nothing less than the best success. So thank you guys. Take care. And I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.